this this article was a really great reminder that that we as Christians need to that we don't have to be tiptoeing around everything all the time, and that we are allowed to call sin sin. We are allowed to call things that are sin sin, um, and that we need to repent of them and deal with them openly and honestly. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize seize the the faith. faith. Welcome to episode 112 of the Carpe Fide Podcast. We have officially done this twice more than 110 times. (laughs) (laughs) You mean 220 times? (laughs) No, like two times more. Two hundred dollars. Oh, math is so weird. <laughs> infinite numbers. A hundred and twelve times. We have we have now done this a hundred and ten plus two times. You're correct, Jesse. Uh huh. Yep, that's what you were saying. I know it was. Um, I was trying. <laughs> tonight's boy. He's trying. <laughs> Did you tell him to take to follow through on the backswing? All right. Moving forward. Um. Tonight's episode will be entitled, let me see if I get this right, Public Repentance and Loving Your Enemies. Yes. Yeah, nailed it. Yes, or something like that. Yes, Public Repentance and Loving Your Enemies with Rosaria Butterfield. (laughs) Yay. I originally wanted it entitled, Rosaria Butterfield's My Spirit Animal, but Jesse shot that down. (laughs) Jesse flew in like a... You know, I could have a change of heart by Friday. Jesse flew in like a P-51 Mustang, and he was like... Those were halfway decent sound effects. That's a mod. That's a, that was a. Plane. That's what you get, you damn Nazis. That was a plane. <laughs> Sorry, that was a fighter plane from uh, World War II. For those of you who are history buffs, shooting down another plane. Well, the history buffs would know what what it was, but for all the dummies out there, that's <laughs> just he's like, "What's up here? What's up? What? 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 Why? Are you, why is a horse shooting someone? Yeah, no. is that a Mustang? No, <laughs> the History Channel used to do this cool show called Dog Fights, yeah. where they would do like really. I mean, it was modern CGI for the time, like reenactments of the war of the dog fights of, you know, history. And they would talk to the pilots and stuff. Me and my dad used to watch that. That was a cool show. I liked fighter planes. I liked the, Yes. Well, playing ace combat in World War one and World War two, um, America made the most superb, uh, air superiority, air superiority fighters. Uh, and then also during Korea, but then Vietnam was like, was like garbage. Then America became gay. <laughs> and, and here uh, we are. Well, no, just the bureaucrats were like, "Oh, we'll make a we'll make a fighter that's also a bomber, and it could also be a crop duster. It's basically a utility plane." It turns out that meant farmers it can at buy it, Russia can buy it, <laughs> anyone can buy it if they want. Basically, it meant it sucked at everything. <laughs> so, uh, well, what is this good at? Very, very few things. <laughs> anyway, regardless of fighter plane history, which is super fun. <clears throat> now we now we certainly have made the. Uh, the air superiority fighters. Regardless, I want to move on. <laughs> I just want to move forward. No, didn't you hear about the Canadian Canadian flyleaf? Now you're just making stuff up. Is it a, is it a, is it a World War Two like by prop wrapped in a rainbow flag? Is that what it is? It's, it's superior. 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 All right, oh enough. That's horrible. Both work. We are so sorry, gay. Canadians. I'm sorry for Jesse's horrible jokes. It was horrible. 
<clears throat> we are talking here about public repentance and loving our enemies. Uh, we have a beautiful, beautifully written article by Rosaria Butterfield that actually came out April 3rd, but we've been so busy we have not gotten to it. Uh, she did just resurface this. She has a wonderful interview on Ali Beth Stuckey's podcast, Relatable with Ali Beth Stuckey, uh, that Rosaria Butterfield just did on this same topic. I cannot, um, I cannot stand Ali Beth Stuckey's voice, by the way. No? No, I can't huh. keep listening to it. Huh. It was hard for me to listen to the podcast. Oh, man. I did not. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll be sure to send you more Ali Best Lucky podcasts. <laughs> I, just, I just won't click on the links. Oh, man. Um, and Rosaria Butterfield, for those of you who don't know who Rosaria Butterfield is, shame. Shame upon you and a pox upon your house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sorry. She's a beast. Uh, you, they actually have this, they actually have a really nice, concise uh, little uh, blurb at the bottom, well, that she has at the bottom of the article that she wrote. Is a, uh, she's a former professor of English and women's studies at Syracuse University, converted to, to Christ in 1999 in what she describes as a train wreck. Her memoir, The Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert, chronicles that difficult journey. Rosaria is married to Kent Butterfield, a Reformed Presbyterian pastor in North Carolina, and is a homeschooled mother, author, and speaker. Hey, I knew I, liked, I knew I liked her for a reason. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty accurate. Um, her her conversion testimony is uh, phenomenal. Um, she was basically the like a pioneer in what you would call progressive. <laughs> progressive sexual um, uh, radicalism um, or, or tenured radical as, as you would say because she was a professor and when she came to Christ in 1999 basically she had a bunch of you know doctoral dissertation students you know writing about feminism and lesbian theory you know that she oversaw and it was like oh also I'm, I'm a Christian now and uh, I think all of this is sinful um, and I, I, over, she says, actually, I mean, it took a, a, the course over a year for her to really come to that understanding, but that was that's pretty much what happened. So, uh, it, you know, she went dramatically from you know this what you would call the quote unquote ally uh, to the, the radical themselves, right? And then like the, the ally of the radicals, obviously, because she is the radical. Uh, she had a long-standing relation, lesbian relationship. She was currently in when she came to Christ that she had to end, and so she quickly became enemy. She went from you know warrior four to enemy of. Public enemy number one um, of these people, and so so she speaks. She speaks from. First of all, every time she talks, she has such incredible clarity. She speaks with. She's very articulate and clear, and her conviction is. It's not muddy at all. It's just crystalline. Like when she says, "Like this is what was. This is true," and so this is where I had to go. <laughs> it didn't matter what I wanted, but what what mattered was what was true. Yes, she's very sold out and all in. Um, and that brings us to this article, which you will find a link for in the show notes. Uh, the title if of the article. I remember. Oh, no, he will remember. Trust me. He's got a mind like a steel trap sometimes. So- <laughs> a trap that's always open. <laughs> that it's never ready shuts. to be sprung at any moment. <laughs> and when it does, boy, will he grasp that information. Uh, the, art, the, article, the article's title is Why I No Longer Use Transgender Pronouns and Why You Shouldn't Either. You can find this at Reformation21.org is the website in which she published this article. Um, and she basically outlines uh, her public repentance of using transgendered pronouns. And when I say repentance, what I mean is here is her line. Ready for this? My use of transgendered pronouns was not a mistake. It was sin. 
So when I say she was repenting in this article, I literally mean that. Yeah. I mean, that's the first, that's the first step in confession and repentance is to plainly lay out what you did and plainly name it as sin. I mean, that's the, that's the first step towards uh, reconciliation and, um, she did it. She done did it. Yeah. She said public sin requires public repentance, not course correction. And she says again that I have publicly sinned on the issue of transgender pronouns, which I have carelessly used in my books um, uh, and articles, um, interviews and public Q&As. I mean, she she was naming it and claiming it there. She she done messed up. Yeah. And, and she takes a clear stance now. For example, she um, she has said in interviews that there's no such thing as a gay Christian uh, because there the adjective is seeking to change uh, the the noun. The gay changes the Christian. That uh, that adjective changes what a Christian is because a Christian cannot be gay. That is her. That they is her cannot, clear. They cannot partake in gayness as part of their identity. Right, and so their identity is Christian, not gay Christian. Like, I am a Christian. I'm not a red-haired Christian. Do I have red well, hair? Yes, Christian. but I am a Christian first. And so I don't allow something else to change the Christian aspect. The Christian is the, is the, the quintessential identity for me. Right? We, yeah. all, we all on board here? Well, it's the, it's, it's the identity. Correct. <clears throat> um, and so when, she's, when she says something like that, obviously she takes... She takes flaming arrows for what she says. <laughs> um, but, but this time the arrows are coming from quote unquote Christians. Yes, that's the problem. Um, this is like the evangelical uh, uh, civil war uh, situation that we ooh, have ooh, here. Who do you want to be, Captain America or Iron Man? Uh, Cap, always. It's not even a question. It's not even a little bit of a question. I wish I didn't absolutely despise the actor that played him. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the thing that ruined that they ruined for me because like they at could least, have, at least Tony Stark's like liberal and at least had like a cool story behind him. If they had done Chris Pine, I would have been so much happier. Uh, yeah, Chris I, Pine's pretty. Cool. I like Chris Pine so much better than than. At this point, I would take Evangeline Lilly over <laughs> over Chris Evans as Captain America. <laughs> Chris Evans kid. Anyway, never mind. I'd take Leah Thomas over. <laughs> <laughs> he's twice the man woman she'll he'll ever be. <laughs> okay, at, least at, least he, at least he's done something with his life. <laughs> That's horrible. All right, we have, di- we have digressed. Um, what if they cast him as Black Widow? <laughs> one of the things... <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna barrel through here. Uh, one of the things that Rosaria points to uh, in identifying the nest, the need for repentance here, uh, identifying that what she had done previously is a sin, is this um, this connection to the cultural's affirmation and actual legislating of of homosexuality and transgenderism, and that's something that she she realizes calls called her into the danger, literally her quote is the danger of my position started to come into focus. Um, and she points back, um, to the Obergefell decision on, on gay marriage and this codification of gay marriage moving forward in the LGBTQ plus civil rights movement. Um, and that being something that started to call her with, as she was seeking to exalt God's word and God's truth and the reality that the culture was now codifying, legislating against God's truth. 
Um, so she goes on to to name reasons why. And there's more to this. Like there's this article is not super long. Um, and so I think there's lots of ideas to tease out from it. But I want to give her I want to give her all the um, all the ability to be found in context. Uh, so these are not just our opinions. And this is what she states. So um, she says getting this wrong is not a matter of personal liberty. So how is using transgender pronouns sinful, you might ask? She then lays out bullet, practically bullet points here for us to just straighten the center of the article. She says, using transgender pronouns is a sin against the ninth commandment and encourages people to sin against the 10th commandment. Using transgender pronouns is a sin against the creation ordinance. Using transgender pronouns is a sin against image bearing. Using transgender pronouns discourages a believer's progressive sanctification and falsifies the gospel. Using transgender pronouns cheapens redemption and it tramples on the blood of Christ. Using transgender pronouns fails to love my neighbor as myself. Using trans Transgendered pronouns fails to offer genuine Christian hospitality and instead yields the definition of hospitality to liberal communitarianism, identity politics, and quote-unquote human flourishing. Using transgender pronouns isn't a sin because the times have changed, and therefore using transgender pronouns isn't sinful today, but a morally acceptable option in 2012. Sin is sin. The Bible defines this as sin. Sin does not lose its evil because of our good intentions or the personal sensibilities of others. Changing cultural forces can bring sin into fresh light, as the Supreme Court's Obergefell decision did for me. But a renewed focus is no excuse for sin and no dodge for repentance, not for a real Christian. I repent. Wow. It's so it's so poignant. And again, she, she does communicate very well and with a lot of clarity um but really i mean it's 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 so important um especially as she looks at a bird as kind of like this um this like uh keystone moment yeah i was gonna say linchpin but it doesn't it's not that's all, that's all of wrong those things thing. that's, those things are good yeah you know um because she i, I think she has an acute understanding of of how um governance should work and about how we about how all all any legislation is a legislation for a morality and this legislation was clearly um against god's morality uh and therefore it promotes man's reality um real not reality morality jesus louise have I been saying reality this whole time? <laughs> I think that was just the reality. 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 Are you selling houses now? <laughs> sorry, good. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was about to go on a realtor ad. No, <laughs> don't, don't do it. But um, but she really seems to understand that righteousness does actually indeed exalt an, exalt a nation, and that this was this was an egregious thing that happened, and that when we when we when we buy into the lie even a little bit, it's just being Christian-ish. It's not actually being Christian. And I, I forget what episode we talked about Christian-ish. Um, it was a few episodes ago. But but that's just like a good way to describe it. It's like it, it kind of smells like Christianity, but it's not actually true Christianity. Because true Christianity doesn't buy into those lies. You know, it's supposed to call out those lies and confront those lies and... Um, share the the beautiful light of the truth on those lies in the article you're you're 100 right oh thank you i was gonna no i i, I want to jump back 
to the article just to kind of close it out because she then goes in, uh, her, her next point is that the broad evangelical church disagrees with how I paint this picture. And then she quotes these large, more big Eva people that are trying to say we should, um, in many ways affirm by uh, at least use transgender pronouns, um, you know, this dates back to uh, who wrote the article that, that that it's hospitable to use transgender pronouns. Which which dude was that? Uh, wasn't he wasn't he the SBC uh, president for one year? Uh, I, I can't no think idea. of his name. Whatever he said, it was hospitable to use them. Like he, he uses he used transgender pronouns because of hospitality. Um, so she she oh, mentioned Russell Moore. Are you talking about Russell did Moore? Russell Moore do that? No, he's done some bad things. <laughs> yes, he yes. does. <laughs> anyway. I don't want to. I, I do not believe it was Russell Moore, and I will not ascribe that to him. Anyway, he's done. His, he's got find, his own problems. Find me a person that would affirm tra- Christians using transgender programs. <laughs> Tra- pro- transgender, pro- transgender programs. Pronouns. Transgender <laughs> programs. What is wrong with you? I'm so tired. Find me someone who would advocate for Christians using transgender pronouns that has a better name than Preston Sprinkle. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That that's one of the. All right, that's. <laughs> That's one of the people that she she names. I didn't want to necessarily go into all of them, but they they all these people are are there doing that. She basically then points to these people, you know, revoice uh, Mark Yarhouse, Preston Sprinkle, David French, the whole side B Christianity movement, Ugh. all of these things. She points to them as simply being winsome, right? They're trying to be winsome or to win the opportunity to, in many ways, as she would say, befriend. But then she she turns the corner on her point and she starts asking questions and really starts just, I mean, like, this is like dive bombing, like the enemy, just meleeing them. Because people that are lying to you are, are not friends. That's why I would choose the word enemy there. Do you love your neighbor? She says, do you love, do you love your Lord? Do you believe that Jesus alone is the way, the truth and the life? Does Jesus save us from our sins or do we delegate this task to the priests of our day? The therapists, do you know the difference between making false friends, which quote unquote frenemies and loving your enemies? Yes. Jesus was a friend of sinners, which meant that by his precious blood, he ransoms all who repent, believe and put their trust in him. He makes former enemies into his friends through his blood. The blood of Christ does not create an ally quote unquote with the sin it crushes on the cross for that stands in opposition to gospel hope the world the flesh the devil are not christ's friends trans identity and jesus are not are not coterminous oh wow i got that right nice thank you it's it's one or the other christians need to learn how to love their enemies not pretend their enemies are their friends that to me was the that to me is the is the takeaway. That's the message that we in the church have lost. Um, and that's why one of the one of her tenets here in that it is a sin. She says using transgender pronouns fails to love my neighbor as myself. You have to imagine, right, a radical feminist lesbian professor at the cusp at the at the high watermark of the beginning that the, at the genesis. Of the point to where we are now in 2023, right? This is the fa- these are the foundation progressives that have led the academic world to this new height of sexual progressiveness that it is at now. And she was there; she was doing the work, and then she became a Christian, 
she heard Christ, she saw truth and it required someone to love her enough to tell her the truth. And so you have a woman who's sitting here telling you that, that, that treating your enemy as a friend is not loving them. Rather, loving your enemy makes them a brother and sister in Christ. Calling them to repentance does that because she never would have known Christ if someone didn't love her enough to give her the truth as the enemy of God. That's the thing. And to hear that should smack us in the face as Christians. Why do we have this third wayism? Why do we seek out soft Christianity? Why do we do it? These things are, these are, these are tools of Satan to cheapen grace and to water down the truth so that suddenly people can feel comfortable in their sin. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fattening the sheep <clears throat> and ripening them for the slaughter. It's, um, you know, it's, it, it happens when we're just, um, when we're living in resplendence, but we're living unfaithfully in resplendence, meaning we are not teaching our children, um, the, the beauties and glory of God, uh, and all of the wonderful things that we have, we are forgetting God like the, like the Israelites did, um, from generate from one generation to another. And we are forsaking him and his ways, um, and just paying some kind of lip service to the God of the past, as opposed to actually treating God as the God of the present and Lord over all things. And that's, that's how we got to where we are, but we need to, um, certainly repent, um, as a nation, as a society, as, um, American Christians, or I can even probably just say North American Christians. Cause I know on the Canadian side, this is an even worse problem and especially worse because you don't have freedom of speech. Um, so you can't, you're not really allowed to legally say anything, <laughs> literally, um, or else you're inflicting violence upon people, which is just absolutely insane. And, liter- and literally arrested. And literally arrested. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, this this article was a really great reminder that, that we as Christians need to, that we don't have to be tiptoeing around everything all the time, and that we are allowed to call sin, sin. We are allowed to call things that are sin, sin, um, and that we need to repent of them and deal with them openly and honestly with ourselves and with other people. That is correct. I, I want us just as, as Christians, I want us as Christians to engage with God's truth in a way that would allow us to cease making friends of his enemies and instead love them because the Bible doesn't call you right to the Bible doesn't call you to make your enemy, your friends, your enemies. It calls you to love your enemies. It's far. It, it, it is so much easier to not have enemies and just have people that are friendly with you're friendly with. It's so much easier. All, and it's also easy. It's easy because all you have to do is not speak the truth, which is to say, all you have to do is not actually love your enemy. Right, and perhaps even the, the the easiest thing to do would be to join people in their sin. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Sin's pleasurable. It's 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 great. You get you get a hit out of it, off of it. You know. You just, yeah, you get you get that emotional high. That you get social points, glory. social credit points. Yeah, that that glory that you've robbed from God. You feel like you've added it to yourself, and all you've done is heaped judgment upon yourself. You know, it's great. 
It's well, fantastic. No, no, no. I mean, like, it, in, in terms of carnality, like, oh, yeah, I no. mean, for sure. Like, people think we're just doing this for fun. Right. Like, we're marginalizing ourselves. We're putting our jobs at risk. We're, our, um, you know, we ostracizing like our families from, from society. And they're like, <laughs> well, man, you guys you guys are just doing this for the money. I'm like, what, what money? <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> you're not paying us, so... No, no. Uh, the, <laughs> we do. The whole reason to do this is because we want to be honest and love people with the truth. There's no other reason to do this. I, anybody that's doing this for the money, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. The The point is that we need to engage with the truth. And here, Rosaria Butterfield is someone who who needed someone to confront her as an enemy and give her the truth, which by the way, was done over the course of hundreds of meals with the pastor. That's how she came to know Christ. Um, and, and she actually, uh, in, in the interview, which, which I'll also help Jesse to remember to link into this, <laughs> uh, document, uh, into the show notes. Um, she specifically, she specifically says that there was a point in church service where she was, um, was singing I forget what she was singing she was singing a psalm they were singing a psalm it was at the dinner table oh that was at the dinner table that makes so much sense <laughs> it really does they were singing a psalm at the dinner table and realizing that God it was the shepherd psalm right that God makes a table before his enemies mm-hmm. right and and that's where the sheep eat is a table for their enemies and she, she here here she was thinking that the Christians were her enemy when she realized that she was actually their enemy mm-hmm. and they were loving her mm-hmm. and that 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 is so that is so clear and so i i mean like and i i just i, I put up a facebook post and I, I made this facebook post about you know the fact that christians have enemies and that we're not supposed to have friends we're supposed to love our enemies which means we have to first have enemies and it means we first need that need to love them right like it's not like we declare enemies it's that we have them they, they already exist they they just exist stop befriending them and instead love them which means you're going to have to speak the truth to them and I have enemies right now that are friends of mine, but not because I don't share the truth. I have, I have people that are friendly to me who know full well that I believe what they do will lead them to death and destruction because I will not not tell them. I will not keep the truth from them because that's not loving. And that's part of the reason why I think some people do like me is because I will tell them the truth and most people don't. And and there are people that obviously, you know, hate me, but we're also promised that people are going to hate us. Like all of these are promises. <laughs> these are guarantees. These aren't, these aren't like, well, they might not like it if you don't approach it the right, if you're not winsome, they won't like you. <laughs> like that's not, no. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just saw a picture or not a picture, a post on, uh, there's this Instagram account called Christians who curse sometimes. And I follow it cause sometimes it's funny. Uh, the title is funny. I, I would see the, how that is humorous. Yeah. But they're like, kind of like, I don't know. They're like fainting goat warning level. Yeah, but like sometimes they're like, they're just lobbing grenades at Christians. Like this one, it says, I've never met a Christian turned atheist who left the faith because they didn't like Jesus. But I've met hundreds who have left because um, because the Christians around them looked and acted nothing like Jesus. And my comment to that was 100% of people that reject Christ do so because of their own sinfulness 
and desire to sin rather than for Christ. Yeah. Like, like in, in, in terms of ultimate, you know, motivating factors, um, they might be using Christians who have done poor or bad things as an excuse as to, and, and as a front as to why they're doing this. But, but really their heart is just bent towards wickedness and evil and they don't want Jesus, and it's not because that it's not that bad Christians' fault. It's because of bad them's fault. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 oh my gosh, Christians stink. Oh my gosh, like, like, shut up. You were in the same situation, Christian. You hated God once. That's the thing. Like, we were like, all. We know. We, we don't know act this. like your like your stuff don't stink. <laughs> right. We we were all enemies of God. How many times does Paul have to say? And such were some of you. And you were enemies of God. And you were afar off. Like, how many times does he have to say it? Like. We were these people. We are only not enemies of God because of his grace. And the only way that anyone will not be an enemy of God is because of his grace. And, and what is it? What else is, what else does the Bible say? How will they, how will they hear without someone to preach the word to them? Mm -hmm. And yet we don't tell them the truth, right? One, one of the things Rosaria Butterfield says is that we're at a moment where people are detransitioning that were fed a lie about transgenderism and there is only hope only one hope for these people because they have mutilated their physical Obi body Obi-Wan? no <laughs> no it's not everyone <laughs> although a star wars reference there you go yeah, you, there you, it is you know who you are, yeah, you are. <laughs> um no, there's only, the only hope that 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 the, in the world that exists right now for these people detransitioning is Christ, because in Him, right? That, because God, she says specifically, God will not be mocked. He will restore you. He will restore you. Anything that that we have done to our bodies in in sin and deception, Christ will restore because He will not be mocked. And, and what a, what kind of hope that is to someone who has detransitioned, who had been fed lies about chemical castrations and physically mutilating their bodies. And now they're just, they're still, they, they are still feeling hopeless and, and they, they, they realize they've done something wrong. There's only hope in Christ who will bring healing, who will bring restoration. And this is not the final word, right? And, and yet we don't have the, we do not have the stones in the church to speak these truths. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of people who otherwise would have been normal that have bought into the lie of transgenderism and have transitioned and now need are are going to be repenting of that that need our help in terms of deep-seated identity issues and having and having Christ be these people's um source of true identity because they've they have so mangled every other aspect of their identity that it is going to be such a battle for them um even to maintain um some semblance of normalcy i mean and th this is why the suicide rate is so high because they can't they've taken all they've they have they have mutilated e e everything every uh Every grounding point for reality, every objective source, every, of every truth objective that, source that, that of truth God made reality, them. they have lopped off, and yeah. and chosen something else in place of it that's just a hollow shadow of nothingness. And then trying to rebuild an identity back from that, it's like step, 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 step. Yeah, like, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly that. And <sighs> but we but we have we have the hope that can help even that broken person. Mm -hmm. You know. 
and we have to be able to speak the truth so that they can know the hope. Like, we can't keep that to ourselves. We can't hide it under a bushel. No. no. I'm going to let it, let it shine. shine. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the weight that I think that I want to carry, that I carry from this. Like, you know what? We, in our culture, we see the word enemy as an evil. We don't have enemies. No one can have enemies. Everyone, you can't have enemies. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Church, church, Christian, hear me. The world views you as the enemy. But the reality is they're the enemy. And the difference between the two, the difference between the two philosophies is not whether or not there's an enemy. The difference is that one of the enemies is, is, is going to receive love from true Christians because the true Christian is called to love their enemy, not make them their friend, love their enemy until they are their family. That's what we're called to do. And if God should make them your family, rejoice for they are no longer your enemy. They are now your, your co-laborer against the enemy. That's how this, that's how this goes. That, that is, that is how the scripture speaks. You're like, well, Jesus was a, Jesus, Jesus was a friend to sinners. Jesus did not affirm anyone's sin. Jesus called people to repentance. Jesus was not Zacchaeus' friend. Jesus called Zacchaeus to repentance. Jesus was not the adulterous woman's friend. Jesus called the adulterous woman to repentance. This is what Jesus did. The, the sinners, the sinners loved Jesus because he was not afraid to be with them and call at no point was that so that Jesus called their sin. Okay. They loved him because they knew they were sinners and Jesus told them they were sinners and Jesus called them to repentance instead of treating them as if their sin was their identity. Shocker. That's the thing. The sin is not these people's identity. I will not accept you as a, you're not a trans person. You are a person who struggles with sin and I will call you. I, I want to love you enough to call you to repentance, not affirm and allow you to live in your sin as if it's a nice warm sweater. It is actually an iron maiden. It is spikes drive driven into your own creation. The own, the own, your own image bearing creation that God has given to you and you're driving spikes through it. I would rather call you to healing and repentance. That is what we are called to do. Sorry, I ranted. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, whatever. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fair enough. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I haven't read any of um, Rosaria Butterfield's um, books. I have. But she has a new one coming out in September. Apparently. I'm going to give her a free plug on that one. Um but um, I have read a portion of um, The Gospel Comes to the House Key, and um, I will say that um, I've also never heard her speak or read any of her articles. Like, that's the only interaction that I've had <clears throat> with her body of work. And to read this article and to listen to her podcast with Ali Beth Stuckey had me going like, whoa. Like Dale Partridge would not be okay. <laughs> that's, that's your takeaway. Oh no! no. Well, well, listen. Oh Sorry. no! That was just a joke. Oh wow! Um, but listen to this. Listen Dale, to this. we we do love you, Dale. I just want to be clear. <laughs> I like Dale a lot. Um, I didn't want to read this last um, this last paragraph because th- this is what was. I was like, oh man, she's so articulate but so unabashed. 
um, in, in giving the truth. She says, Christians who use the moral lens of LGBTQ plus personhood are not merely a soft presence in the enemy camp. Their malleability makes them pudding in the enemy's hands. They make false converts to a counterfeit gospel that bends the knee to the fictional identity of LGBTQ plus. This wolfish theology seeds the moral language to the left by using transgendered pronouns as a moral lens, um, respect, courtesy, hospitality. They reject the clarity of the word of God and replace it with garbage. By doing so, they have rejected the gospel truth that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Um, Heidelberg question 30 puts it like this for though they boast of him in words yet in deeds they deny Jesus as the only deliverer and savior and Heidelberg question 30 has an ominous report for the pronoun hospitality camp we who have promoted this sin need to stand up and repent I'll start I repent may God forgive me who would like to join me and I was like man like if only we could get a couple couple dudes that would that would take a <laughs> take a stand and have as much cojones as this woman did um you know no, we, all, the, all the dudes mentioned previously are all no, all of the her. dudes yes all of the dudes <laughs> mentioned previously <laughs> but um but no i mean what what a beautiful reminder what a beautifully worded reminder um of of the reality of um the spiritual warfare that we're in right um she's calling it a, a false gospel converts to a false gospel um and and i mean they reject the clarity of the word of god and replace it with garbage i mean that's just like that's like modernized paul language right <laughs> yeah like, it is it's like rubbish um <laughs> the queen of sly <laughs> queen of filth <laughs> the queen of putrescence <laughs> uh, all right enough uh, princess bride we yeah, did it so, we got there too <laughs> we got there too um but yeah, I mean, it, it, and it's it's so poignant. It it really makes you want to pause and think about about how you've been thinking about this issue. Like, you maybe you don't know a transgender person. I I don't personally know a transgender person that's in any of my real life social circles. But you know, like, would I would I have caved? Would I cave and 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 use their use their pronouns just to just to be able to have a line to keep talking to them so that they wouldn't ostracize me and maybe I could get the gospel in at one point like I don't know would I have done that well doing so would have clearly been sin and it would have been living a lie and it would have been allowing that person to live a lie God gets to dictate truth you know and at some point there's no one left too right right like if you don't do it what what happens what happens at the point where they they need truth and every christian that has ever come to them has just affirmed their they, right, they, their lie they keep having to run back to these people all oh, i can't go to them i i'm now having doubts and they they just affirm me right it's so. it's, it's a it's a it's a slippery sad slope of lies yeah and that's why i think we just need to be bolder we we need to be bolder about it all um you know, we we need to we need to provide we need to give that hope, that beautiful glorious hope, and and I think that that's that's the thing, and that's the thing the world just doesn't get. Like they don't like uh, fallen human beings. We don't want hope, right? We want to live in our sin. We want to we want to do what we want to do. But when push comes to shove, and God starts grabbing a hold of your heart, you you you're you're gonna want that hope. And church, we need to be ready. And very willing to give hope to, to transgender people and to detransitioning people and to confused people who have been lied to all their lives by their parents, their school teachers, and their youth pastors. 
Like we need to be able to do that. hundred percent. Um, just to clarify from earlier, I was correct. Uh, it was former Southern Baptist leader, J.D. Greer. Oh, J.D. Yeah. I remember he, that now. Yeah, yes. He I was the one who said it was hospitable. He actually. I mean, let's be honest. Russell Moore probably also. I mean, yeah, no. We're not getting, he's <laughs> I mean, have not, you seen that look, guy? <laughs> he's got enough rope he's hung himself with already. We don't need to add to it, okay? Bill um, Stones and all. Bill <laughs> Stones about the neck. Um, but, I mean, J.D. Greer used it like, oh, well, you know, when, you go, when you're a missionary and you go to a place, you might use their vernacular. And I'm like, um, yeah, called, I'm sorry. I'm here in America where language. I know the vernacular. This is clearly sin. This is just affirming sin. This is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that was a Southern Baptist. Thing that was a mistake. Boy, do they know how to vote. <laughs> Boy, do they know how to pick leaders, don't they? All right. Oh, man. Um, by the way. Southern Baptists give us Biden? Because if they did, I'm going to be <laughs> upset. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's okay. We all did. Oh my gosh. Um, that was proved false in a court of law. <laughs> or at least a civil suit against Fox. Sure. All right. Uh, just to plug the book that Rosario Butterfield has coming out in September uh, about very much these exact topics. Uh, it's called Five Lies of Our Anti Christian Age. That is coming in September this year. Rosario Butterfield, you can pre order that. You can pre order that now. Rosario Butterfield's book, Five Lies of Our Anti Christian Age. And dear goodness, if someone, if one of you lovely listeners knows Rosaria Butterfield, we would love to talk to her. Although, as my mother says, she does have a, a very witty, wry sense of humor, and she's concerned that we would get lost in <laughs> too much joking. <laughs> For she senses, I think it would be a really fun time. <laughs> she senses we may have similar humorous takes. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, her, her interview with Ali Bestucky, besides the bad voice... Um, Ali Bestucky's voice. Ali Bestucky's voice. Um, <laughs> Jesse doesn't like <laughs> You know, she was, like, totally all business. And I'm like, Ali, like, loosen up, girl. Like, we get it. The world sucks. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> do you, Gee whiz, do, Ali. Do you smile? Or? Jeez, loosen that sweater up. Gee whiz. It's choking you here. It's choking you around the neck. I hope you choke on it. Um, but I would encourage you to go pre-order Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age by Rosario Butterfield because um, if it does contain this type of stuff, it is going to be fire. Fire. The thing will be lit, as the kids say. Do they still say lit? Probably not. They do, but they I don't keep, think... They keep making up stupid words. I was looking at the other day, some kid was talking on... on um, what's that one website that all oh, they complain about and they talk and they have threads? Reddit? That's it. <clears throat> all these words were being used and I'm like, what are these words they're saying? And they're like using like real, they're like using other words to mean just completely not what they are. They're anymore. like talking in web dings. I'm like, what is a melon? What melon? I thought we were talking about gaming. I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> melon. Like, anyway, but it doesn't matter. Mellow, yeah. <laughs> anyway, th- this was a gem of an article. Do go read it. Find it in the show notes. Do listen to the podcast. Uh, what she has to- By the way, you want a spicy? In the podcast, she essentially calls David French a Satanist. And I'm just saying, that I mean, is yeah, fire. Nothing gets us fired off <laughs> like people is fire. ragging on David French. <laughs> she says... What a loser. She basically... I, you, you listen. Do you tell me I'm wrong? She basically says, I I ain't going to tell you you're wrong. And I'm like, okay, okay, Rosario. All right. It's Rosaria. I keep saying Rosario, don't I? Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's definitely an A because it's a woman and that would be the, that would be the gendered feminine of Rosaria. Yeah. Because it's the, she, she's literally named after the the rosary. She comes from a Catholic background. Well, I do apologize. Rosaria. Um, Rosaria. You know who you are. (laughs) 
<laughs> so anyway, definitely go read this article. She's never Check out this podcast. This. No, it's okay. Um, but the encouragement here is just know that you do have enemies and you should love them. Uh, your enemy should know that you're there. They're your enemy because you said you're my enemy. They should know that that they're they're loved, <laughs> enemy alert that they're loved by you because you tell them the truth. Because you tell them the truth, not because you copulate and affirm cop. Cop, capitulate. That was the wrong word. <laughs> Ew. Don't do that with your enemies. Not because you could. Only do that with your wife. <laughs> not because you. We could, we're going to start doing this in the morning. Not because you capitulate, <laughs> right, and affirm their sin, but rather because you have told them the truth about it. And that way, they, in that, you are loving them. You've been given the truth to love them. I do apologize hey, for my misspeak. <laughs> Jesse's never going to recover. And with that, dear Christian, I really think we should definitely conclude this podcast before I say something else I shouldn't. We hope that you indeed this day will seize the faith.